Welcome to a special edition of the podcast. Hi, I'm Spike. Have a very special guest today. Mike Boschetti is the announcer of the Artie Lang Show, which can be seen on DirecTV, a million different radio stations, Sirius XM Radio, as well as ArtieLang.com. I was able to guest host with Artie a couple of times and got to meet Mike and know him pretty well. Very funny guy. Mike is doing a couple of comedy shows this weekend. Tonight, which is Thursday night, at Deuce's Wild Comedy Club. That is November 7th. And that is at the Valley Forge Casino out there near King of Prussia. And then on Friday night, he's at the Waterford Room, which is also at the Valley Forge Casino, doing his, his comedies. Very funny guy. We'll learn about Tubby Man. We'll learn about his experiences on the Artie Lang Show. We'll, learn, we'll get some of his opinions on food. And if you'd like some sort of context on Mike, because if you're just listening to the podcast, you don't know Mike, you might not understand why some things are funny and some things aren't. Just go ahead, listen to a couple of podcasts or check out a couple of videos of the Artie Lang Show at artielangshow.com. Without further... Oh, by the way, before I get to Mike, I'd like to remind you to please subscribe to this podcast. Please rate this podcast. You get a football podcast every week, an Eagles podcast, a gambling podcast, and a Sixers podcast every week. And then bonuses like this fabulous one with Mike Boschetti, who is a delightful, delightful man. So without further ado, here is Mike Boschetti. The legendary Mike Boschetti, who is the announcer for the Artie Lang Show, a renaissance man, a comedian, also the star of Tubby Man. Now you're off this week because Artie is out promoting his new book, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's in California right now. We crash and burn. How did, and have you read it yet? I, I bought it and I have it and I haven't read it yet. Oh, God. It's very, very intense and it's very touching, but it's also a great inspiration. How did you... Now, obviously, you have a great gig as announcer, sort of star of the Artie Lang show. Uh, how did well, you How did you get that gig? Um, well, I I know Artie uh, for ten years, and what do you call it? Before he started, I had been on a radio show a couple of times, you know, with him and Nick when they were together doing stuff. When I was on that show, and then uh, Artie had called me out of the blue about a day before doing on the air. He said. Um, you know, me and Nick would like you to be our announcer, like uh, Ed McMahon type guy. Could you come down to the studio and do it? I'm like, sure. And then they, uh, you know, Artie said to me, he goes, you know, when they weren't thinking about hiring anybody else for this, uh, you know, we're going to have you on the show, see how it goes for a few weeks. Then it went great. And then all of a sudden I got, I got hired within a few weeks. It's been amazing ever since. I mean, it's pretty much, it's like a Cinderella story. I mean, it's like a rags-to-riches story for you, right? Oh, yeah. It took like 20 years to get there. I've been around a long time with this. But, you know, yeah, definitely. You know, you never know when it's going to happen in this business because you just got to work your butt off and be focused and enjoy every, everything that's going on, good and bad. How do you think you've gotten better at what you do since you've been on the show? Oh, I got a, a thousand times better, Spike. That's a great question because... I definitely learned how to do radio better and how to, you know, become more of an ensemble player because to me, radio is like one big improv game. It's a herald. And acting-wise, I got a lot better because, you know, just being on camera every night. And it just made me a better person because, you know, I never, I mean, I've done other stuff before this, but now, you know, having fans on, on Twitter and Facebook and other, other things, it's been absolutely mind-blowing. Is it ever disappointing to you that you're the clear star of the show, yet Artie gets top billing and John gets to talk more than you do? No. You know why? Because I'm happy where I am. And the thing is, like, you just got to remember where you are in this. 
and other stuff, you know, I've got some other great stuff out of this, doing other things, and, you know, I, I'm just happy to be where I am. There were some rumors of you leaving the show to join the Opie and Anthony show. What, what, no, was, no, what no. was happening they, they, there? They were just breaking my chops on the show. Oh, they yeah? Were just, they were just like, oh, he's a writer. Um, what happened was somebody uh, wrote on Facebook, congratulations for the new writing job on O&A. They misinterpreted something. I said on Instagram. And I said, and then I didn't even, and then, you know, I got to work and, you know, all hell broke loose and they've been bothering me since. But now, now, I'm going to be going back on Open Anthony soon. Uh, actually, next Tuesday, just Tuesday coming up. But no, no, I don't have a writing job or a deal with They're just like, you know, hammering me. But they want, and it's all done in jest. And yeah. Love. Yeah, it seems like when they're busting your balls, they're all doing it, you know, like sort of like friends are, are busting balls. Like they, oh, yeah. always, that's why they're busting your stones. No, totally. Because, you know, I mean, I'm so glad when you come, wish you would come, come on a show again. So it's fun, man, when you're there. Yeah, it's fun being there. It's like what your set is, it's like Wonderland with uh, the kitchen and the the I papa know. shot and the, you know, the beds. It's like, I've never seen a set like it, Mike. No, it's like having a movie set moved to New York. Yeah. So, let me ask you this, Mike. The hardest I've ever seen you laugh on the show, because I, I, do, I do listen. I don't watch that often because I don't have direct TV, so I have to watch the clips online, but I listen almost every day. You know, I'll listen to the oh, podcast. thank you, buddy. And the hardest I've ever heard you laugh is when they thought they were pulling one over on you. And that, oh, that, yeah. That, so, so, tell me the story about when you pulled one over on Artie. Oh, uh, this is funny because they had... Uh, Artie made it look like somebody hacked his Twitter account on Twitter. And I got, and he said, and I, and you know, some fans thought it was for real. And then I got in touch with Artie, uh, texted me, he goes, Oh man, Mike, can you help me with this? So I went on a ramp, I went on a rampage, you know, fighting, fighting back from and stuff. And they told me, you know, one night they said to me, you know, just go downstairs, you know, we have something, you know, we have something for you to do, you know. Everybody's going downstairs. We're going to sequester them. That's how it started, actually. And I didn't know they were playing a joke on me, you know. So what I did was I went home and listened to the podcast, <laughs> you know, a couple of days later. Yeah. And like, you know, we put them outside because we playing a joke on them. So I said, okay, I'll go along with this. You know, let let me keep making rants about people bought an Audi. Let me keep making rants. But I got to the show, and I said to myself, now it's my time to have some fun with these guys, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I made, I said to Audie, I think I narrowed the culprit down. Culprit down. He goes, really? I go, yeah, it's probably within the tri-state area. <laughs> they said, great. <laughs> According to my Twitter devices, like I'm some kind of international spy, right? And I go... You're cracking oh. up even talking about it. You can't even talk about it without cracking up. No, and I go, possibly... We limited it down to, to the next few blocks from here. I think I said, then I go, you know what? I think it's within the room. <laughs> and, I said, I'm right. and I think I know who the culprits are, a culprit. And I go, and she was to Audie Lang. And he freaks, right? He goes, you got one over me. You you, you, you baited me. Like they say that all the time, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I did date him when I got him. Mike, listen to how hysterical <laughs> you're getting just thinking about it. Yeah, you know, and baited, and you know, 
So I'm actually, you know, run over a bunch of times, but I'm right. He's all good. You know, to zap them a little bit, you know? Right. So do you ever get, now they, they do bust your chops a lot. Does it ever, does it ever get frustrating when they're, when they're teasing you? I used to get angry, but you know what? It's really bad to get angry because then, you know, it, it's not good and, you know, you lose your temper and, you know, I mean, they, they, I think they should love getting me riled up, you know, because they knew I'd become a maniac on this you know? Yeah. Now, but, you know, now you, you've said before that you used to have sort of a temper in the past. Like, if this was 20 years ago and they did that, do you think you, you would have given one of them like a, a knuckle sandwich or maybe worse? Um, maybe, possibly, but no, I, it would have came close, but I'm, I'm too fat to give you knuckles. That's that great. And uh, no, it probably would have came close, but you know what? 20 years ago, I think DirecTV came in and fired me personally. They would have flew in from the West Coast and came after me. Yeah. I would definitely get into call from HR in LA. So tell me about your long-standing war and sort of feud with Artie Lang show producer Dan Filato. Oh, I love fighting with Dan because you know it's fun. And you know, one day he got me really mad. I started battling with him. It's it's always fun because he's been around forever. That's one thing I love about Dan. Respect for him. He's been in radio for a long time. Been working with some great people in Chicago, and you know, he's met a lot of famous people. He's a total pro, and he's fun, and we just like like to battle sometimes. And people, uh, what I wanted to do was I had I was going to actually go. You know, we had a Halloween dress up thing, and I told Dan this, and everybody, I was going to go as Dan Filato on Halloween. Right? <laughs> I was going to get a, like a picture of his face and put it on, like and tie it on to me, and just you know, go, hey man, it's in the can, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> all, all night long, right? But then uh, what I wanted to do was. You're going to kick out of this. But Artie's friends, Don, came on. Who's You know, he came to hang out. This guy's like a really good guy. He's like really big and tall. He's like a martial arts expert. He said, you and Dan should have a cage match. So what I w- wanted to do was, you know, tell, you know, like beef it up like Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. Come on, Dan, you're going down. You're like for weeks and weeks. And then get a cage. And then, you know, we both get ready to win. I said, hold on, Dan. I got to tie my shoes. And all of a sudden, when I go to tie my shoes, I substitute Joe Rogan for me. This <laughs> is <laughs> put a lock on the cage, right? Right. Say, Dan is going to be a tag team match. <laughs> Joe's going to fight for the first down. I'll just be watching this. <laughs> so let's get down to brass tacks here, Mike. Sure. If it if if the direct TV producers, you know, your, your bosses in New York and Los Angeles. If they said, look, we can only afford Mike Boschetti or Dan Filato, who do you think they'd choose? They would probably definitely, you know, that's a tough choice. You know, yeah. so many other decisions with this. I mean, you know, they would probably definitely have meetings with us. I don't, I don't know. You know, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to tell, you know, because I don't know. You know, you don't know what, what, the, what the execs are thinking any time. Who do you think is... Let's say the DirecTV executives were asked to choose who is more attractive physically, you or Dan Filato. Who would, what would you end up, cho- what, what do you think they would choose? They may go for Dan because he's a lot skinnier than me. You know, it's a lot more healthless to have a fat guy on staff. You yeah. know what I mean, Dan goes to the gym, he works out, and they're like, you know, they don't need another guy like, you know, having a heart attack fall into a pile of donuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know. 
So one of the other fellows that you work with is a former Philadelphia Eagle, so we know him around here very well, is... Oh, John, yeah. John, John Ritchie. Ritchie. Yeah, former fullback for the Eagles, John Ritchie. So what's your relationship like with John? I get along with, well with John. I like him because, like, he's... I call him a gentle giant, you know what I mean? Because it's like, he, you know, people listen to the show know he always gives people a benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And that's what I love about him because, like, you know, he's he's super smart, and he's like, you know, uh, it's good that he's sometimes he's a naive kind of guy because you know where you grow up and stuff, but it don't matter. But I, I I like that that innocence about him. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people, you know, especially if you come from a big city, people can be very cold and quick and you know calculating. But John's just from a part of the country. Everybody's just like regular people, which I love. Now, with John being on the show and not being funny at all, whereas you being on the show and being hysterically funny, do you think if the DirecTV executives were forced to choose, they would choose you over John? I don't know. That's another good question. Right. It, de- it depends what they're looking for, because basically our show, you know, is a sports show. Right. You know, and like I said, I'm, when it comes to sports, I'm just vintage. It's like after the summer of 1978, I'm, I'm lost. Right. I mean, I mean, I can tell you who, you know, Willie Stodger was, you know, Roberto Clemente and people like that. But, you know, now I couldn't even name, like, who, you know, who, who the relief pitches are. It's so horrible. Right, right, right. So do you enjoy watching sports now or, or yeah. just, yeah? I enjoy watching, actually, my favorite sports, uh, I enjoy, I'm a huge baseball fan. Okay. I love hockey for sure. Basketball is great, either college or pro. And I love to watch boxing or any of those, any of those really. You know, let me ask you about baseball, is because one of the biggest stories in baseball has been this Alex Rodriguez situation. Oh yeah. You know, how, do you feel as if the league may have treated him unfairly? You know, that's a good question. There's so much that the media likes to go after a lot of people, especially if you're a celebrity like him. I, yeah. don't, I don't, don't know what kind of guy he really is. You know, you hear so much stuff. Oh, he's that. He's this. You hear stuff. You know, I really got to meet somebody in person, and maybe more than once. You know, to see what kind of person they are. But I think, you know, it could be him. It could be the media. You know, but that's it's so crazy. Like when I grew up, baseball. You know, that's why I really I used to love the game growing up. But then, you know, when the strike happened, it really put a left a bad taste for me because I was like, you know, someone like you know. Someone like, like say, you know, Willie Stargell, he made great money in his day, but he wasn't like nowhere near A-Rod. I mean, some of these guys had worked, had worked during the off-season. Yeah. And, you know, once a strike happened, it's like, you know, basically everybody in sports knows today you can't take your family to any country, any sporting events. Not only baseball, these games, it's like, you know, what are tickets? What are, you know, you're going to spend all kinds of money. if you don't, If you don't have, like, season tickets or, you know, some kind of great income, it's it's almost impossible to take your family out today. Let's get down to brass tacks here, Mike. Let's okay. say in a tragic, a tragic, tragic situation, of course, we all love Artie, but in oh, a yeah. tragic, tragic situation, Artie was to encounter a health situation in which he was no longer able to do the Artie Lang show. But the okay. DirecTV executives fly to the studios and they sit you all down and they say, look, we'd like to continue the show. But we want either John Ritchie or Mike Buschetti to lead the show, to become the star of the show. What do you think would be the correct decision for them to make? 
Um, you know, I think I would definitely what do you call it? I love Artie so much. He's been such a great friend to me. Right, obviously. I would make sure I would definitely help take care of him financially for sure. Right. In my own pocket. I would definitely I would, you know, it would be hard. I think if they kept me and Richie, it wouldn't be. Audie is such, so well loved in this. Right. It's hard to replace him. You know, it's like trying to replace John Belushi. You why, know? why do you think Artie is is so well loved? What is it about Artie? Because I agree with you. You know, I, I was a big fan of Artie's when he was on the Howard Stern show. And then when I got to do that show with you, a couple of shows with you guys, it was a it was like a dream come true. What is it about Artie that you think people love so much? Well, you know, I like you a lot as a person because you're very upfront and honest. And that's Thanks, one of the keys to comedy, you know what I mean, life. Because Artie just like him because he's just a regular, regular person. You know what I mean? That's the key. Anything. I mean, you know, he's some guy. It's like he's some guy you'd want to sit down with, have a drink with. He don't drink any, I don't drink anymore. But, you know, just the kind of guy you want to hang out with. He has a, he's very charismatic. That's what it is. And he's real about it, you know, and... That like just kind of and he has an energy that just pulls people in, and certain people have that like he just has that energy like like how it's how it Stern does like certain people when they come into a room you can just feel them like if Woody Allen walked into the room or like Pacino or De Niro walked into a room or those guys did they just had a special quality about them a lot of people don't have and you can't manufacture that. Speaking of Woody Allen, how do you feel about him having? sex regularly with his adopted daughter. Oh, God, Spike, that's kind of disgusting. Right? You know I mean, him and Sun Yi? But, you know what, I've, and, and I just don't blame him. If she's cool with it, you know, it's a, it takes two to tango. You know? That's the truth. That is the truth. So you would say that Artie Lang has, has Artie Lang changed your life more than anyone has ever changed your life? Would you say he's had the, the most positive influence on you? Oh, yeah, so absolutely, because like, I mean, uh, Sal and Richard from the Howard Stern Show, and those guys have been great to me as well. That's how I met Artie, through John Melendez. And it's just been one, like, the past 10 years. It's weird. It's like, I'll compare, I mean, I know I'm not as famous as him, but I would compare it to, like, Joe Pesci and Goodfellas. Like, he, he finally got to do the movie Raging Bull. Right. You know, and that was, like, a big thing for him. But it took, it took him another 10 years to get to Goodfellas. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I hear you, you. You seem like you're a pretty big Joe Pesci fan. You, oh, I love him, Spike. I would love to meet him one day. Who would you say are the three coolest guys in the whole world? Just like total coolness. Who would you say? Oh wow, that's a great question. Who well, I love? Uh, first of all, I love Adam Sandler. I never met him yet, but I yeah. love him because he's the ultimate man child. Right. You know, and he's just he's very charismatic, and he's the ultimate man child. Him. Pesci, and I don't know, the third one is just a good question. Would you say it was uh, maybe Henry Winkler, the Fonz? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, because, plus, like, it's so funny you mentioned him, because, like, growing up in my time, my childhood, he was like, hey, the Fonz. Right. Now he's like, now he's like selling life insurance for the cardigan, you know, it's kind of weird to see him like this now. Yeah, know? well, every, everyone's got to grow up, I guess, except for uh, you, me, Artie, and, and, and that's about it. And the Fonz, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So no, it's a shame, Spike. It's like I went, I went to him from like, hey, to like, you know, like, hi, would you like premium mutual, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you and I, we're not selling insurance yet. So as long as we can stay young at heart, right? Well, whatever it takes, Spike. If we have to sell insurance down the road, who cares? Yeah. Yep. You know, we may be selling 
cranberry slash prune juice, you know. Yeah, uh, you never know. Well, like Wilfred Brimley. Yeah, well, I don't know if I'm going to sell it. I think I'm going to need to drink it off to keep, you uh, know. Me too. Yeah, well, prostate we, situation. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you know, you got to keep... Prostate health is an important thing nowadays, Mike. You got to oh, keep God, that prostate yeah. healthy. No, you got you know, I know. So speaking of of your prostate, uh, you've you've talked a lot about your situation. Your sort of like your 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 look for love, uh, you know, while you've been a part of the Artie Lang show. How is the the female situation in your life? Uh, it, it varies a lot because number one, you know, uh, I met a lot of women on Twitter and Facebook. And it's kind of weird. Right. Now, and like some woman, you know, I'm like, oh, God, I get, it's funny because like I used to get a lot of emails from Facebook, from like third, one from like third world countries, like, hi, are you looking for a, for a wife? I'm like, no. You know, and then sometimes I bait them too and drag them along and they just like delete them. Oh, <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, yeah. Because I knew they played a game with me, Spike. I'd be like, okay, yeah, you know, like talking to the man, like, all of a sudden, I got deleted. Well, do you, do you think that that's a way that you could maybe find love? Do you think maybe you should start with um, with one of those dating websites? Maybe, maybe a Match dot com or a Plenty of Fish, or do you just want to hope to, you know, meet a girl within, you know, your everyday life? I think I should go to a place where they speak limited English. But <laughs> 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 where they know where they know what direct TV is and like. Oh, it's John Candy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you know, I'm so fat, but I, I, yeah. <laughs> I think that, you know, real life is probably better because you don't know what you get in with the net. Well, you don't know what you get in with anybody, really, Spike. I mean, you know, you know, I mean, this is my motto, a woman, you know, just because a woman takes off her clothes for you doesn't mean she even likes you. Yeah, that's the truth. It could mean yeah. she wants something. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, it yeah, could she mean wants- she's, it's hot out. You know? it, could mean, it could mean she's going to be crying and she got beat up in band camp in third grade, you know? Yeah, well, you never, never know. Well, may, maybe you need to comfort her in that situation. Oh, no, no. So, I mean, in a psycho way, Spike, all of a sudden you're ready to, you know, have sex and make out with her, and all of a sudden she goes, no, I got beat up in the girl. I don't want to hear you got beat up in the girl scouts, honey. Look, just stop it. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, tell me about what would your dream, tell me about your dream woman. Who would your dream woman be? Well, my dream woman, as a lot of people know, and I hope she won't punch me in the face one day, her boyfriend come hunting for me, is Christina Ricci. I love her. Uh, didn't you meet one of her, her ex-boyfriends? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Some some guy that was on the show, and he was very cool to me. I forgot his name. Oh, John, ben, oh, Benjamin, right? Uh, oh, was it Owen Benjamin? Is that who it was? Or was it? I, yeah. I, or I can't, yeah, I know it was a comedian that used to date. Yeah, her. Owen Benjamin. He was awesome. Yeah. I thought he was the other Ben. Uh, Maybe I, I don't know if it was Owen Benjamin. I'll, I'll look it up while you're. Yeah, I think it might have been. So He's what very, is it? Cool. What is it about Christina Ricci that you that you like so much? Well, she's unique looking. You know what I mean. She's definitely got a great body, and she plays like very interesting world girls in film. She plays a lot of psycho chicks, right? That are that are interesting. I know she's definitely a brainiac because. To get ready for roles like that, you really got to do the research. She's just super smart as well. Well, she used to date Marilyn Manson, too. Do you think you could sort of live up to whatever he's doing? Because he seems like he might be, you know, I, I don't want to get into too much bedroom stuff, but it seems like he may be, you know, a little out there as far as in the bedroom goes. Oh, no. Uh, I just like regular stuff. I don't want to, you know, 
bringing his small farm animals or anything, you know. <laughs> whatever. Well, what about? I don't have a mind. I mean, you'd you'd would you tie her up? You know, would you get into? Oh this no, or... no 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 nothing crazy. No no, no. I'm afraid of that kind of stuff. Really, even if she wanted to do that. Uh, just the regular. I don't know. You know, would be tempted. Uh, you know, I've seen how that. You know, uh, naked would definitely. You know, convince me to do a lot of things I may not want to. Do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. You're you're doing Deuces Wild Comedy Club Thursday night at the Valley Forge oh, yeah. Casino, and then you're doing the Waterford Room, which is also at the Valley Forge Casino on November eighth, which is Friday night. What what is a Mike Buschetti comedy set like? Take me through. What is the feeling? What's the vibe? Um, it could be very weird, or it could be great because it could be you know a very self-deprecating, right? Which is great, you know. And it's funny because you know how offbeat looking I am. You know me, you know for a while and when I first started comedy I'd get up there and people would start laughing at me before I said anything <laughs> right yeah and, and that used to get me so annoyed and one day I said what the F are you people laughing at right some comic goes what are you doing up there I go they're laughing at me and he goes that's a gift what's wrong with you you idiot right right and then you know I go it's not a gift they, they think I'm an idiot they go look just go with it and then, and then you know then I just eventually liked it, and I kind of enjoy it, and it's like a warning sign. You know, now, if I get up there and I start laughing at me, it's a good thing. And But I'm very self-deprecating. I talk about my dad a lot, my family. You know, my dad is an alcoholic and dysfunctional, stuff like that, but I also make fun of myself a lot. I never – I'm not political or, or racial or anything like that, you know, because I, I, it's better to make fun of yourself. I don't want to get – you know, especially today how the world is – you don't get in trouble for saying something stupid, you know, you know, in your career, your life even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And comedy changed a lot over the years, but I, you know, I never really believed in racial, I mean, you know, when I grew up, you know, it's like 10, they used to have like ethnic race, ethnic jokes, you know what I mean? Today, it would never, certain things today would never, never get on TV. I mean, I'm from a long time ago, like something like the Frito Bandito. When I grew up, it was like in the early 70s. You know, today, that would like wouldn't even get past uh, the drawing board in an ad agency. Right. You know, but uh, I'm not politically, you know, I just like that fun and make people laugh and make them comfortable. And, and do you work, them, them do, you, do you work blue, as they say? No, I used to when I, you know, it's funny, Spike, when I first thought years ago, I was totally like that. Right. No, now I'm, anybody can come to see me pretty much. I'm just, you know, like that, but. I'm excited about my web series, Tubby Man. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, now I wanted to talk about Tubby Man, and that debuts next week. Now, is that for a, I can't remember, that is that for Adult Swim, or is that you're just your own oh, web no. series? That's my my own thing with my okay. friend Ken Burmeister. He's from Jersey. He's a great comic friend. So, I've known him for a couple of years. Yeah, I wanted to so, get into Tubby Man, which is so Tubby Man is a is a superhero that you play that that fights against bullying. Oh uh, yeah, it's a fat superhero because. I made it for a reason because I've been bullied a lot right. since childhood. Even people get bullied in adulthood. And the thing is that, you know, the thing I like, the thing I made this for because it's like a lot of people have been bullied. Now, the thing about Tommy Man is traditionally superheroes are Batman, Spider-Man. These guys all have like superpowers. They look good. I wanted to make him a character that had some faults, that was, wasn't flawless. Right. That could identify with a lot more people. That's and, why I cast myself as him, you know, so, because I'm like, you know, you never see a fat superhero. No, 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 no. Yeah, you, you, you know, I think you could do that with sort of all kinds of people who oh, are yeah. who are picked no, on. You totally. know, because 
I'm, I'm like, that's why, like I said, I wanted to make Cubby Man a hero to the bullied, you know, and, and, uh, that's why I made him imperfect. You know what I mean? People love him more. So, so this web series where you play Tubby Man, who is a superhero that, that I would imagine saves people from being bullied. Now, let's say Tubby Man encounters a situation in which somebody is being bullied. How does he handle that situation? How, how does Tubby Man go about stopping the bullying? Well, if, if it depends on the age group, like if it's a kid. Right. You know, and they're torturing him about his pants or his shirt. I'll just go over to the kid and say, hey. <laughs> torturing him about his cancer? No, no, about his clothes. Oh, his clothes. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. oh, no, no, no. Oh, you no. said pants or shirt. I thought you said cancer. Okay. Oh, All no, right. no, okay. no, no. Okay. No. All right. I'm sorry. Continue. No, that's okay. They, <laughs> they're torturing about his pants or shirt. I'll say, hey, you know what? Stop it. It's okay for him to be different. You like what you like. He likes what he likes. Maybe his parents can't afford him to get anything better. Why don't you just be friends and, and, and just stop this right now? You know, if I could stop it like that. I mean, traditionally in the old days, you know, when I grew up, they would have been having a, you know, somebody would have given somebody a knuckle sandwich. You know, but today, you know, when you think about it, it's it's a, a knuckle sandwich is a quick solution for it. But right. It could make that bully a maniac eventually. That bully become become what like hurt on people and become a serial killer one day. Right. So so you sure. try to you try to solve the problem with words rather than with word, with word, words rather than fists. Yeah. So who's producing who's writing and producing Tubby Man? Oh, my friend Ken Burmeister, you can see him on IMDB. He's my co co creator with this. He's writing uh producing with me. Uh my friend Jay Cass, he worked for Howard Stern, but you have some great people in the trail acts. You're a freelancer in this. Oh wow! Uh, Donnell Rawlings actually plays my dad in the trail. It's so funny. And my there's an actor named um, DK Bowser. He's my sidekick. He's a, a very good actor. He's great. He's been in a lot of commercials. He's African American, and we made it multi. We made the cast multicultural as well. Okay, if that was important good. to you. Absolutely, and one of my. One of my friends, Matt Sky, he's great. He's he does some characters in the, in, in the thing with us, and you know, just he, his family is beyond bullying. He's a great person. His family, actually, his grandparents were survivors of the Holocaust. Oh wow! How about that? And he's in this, and I got him for that reason too, because like, like one of my favorite movies was Inglorious. Can I say bastards? Yeah, you can say bastards. It's on the internet. Okay. You can say glorious bastards. I love that movie because I watched it and I'm thinking, wow, I wish these guys would have really killed that psycho in a movie theater. And uh, you know, if those those guys were badasses, Spike and glorious bastards, I was like, man, if those guys were really around, World War Two would have been over in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And and Spike, I'm a believer in. I I just don't like injustice like that. I I would love to become a civil rights activist one day. I'm serious because, like, like with the Holocaust, right? In my opinion, right? I mean, you know, I think we should have stepped in a lot sooner with something like that. I mean, they knew what was happening to people in Europe. They just sat there and let people get bullied and butchered. I would have had like the inglorious bastards were waiting in Poland, September first, nineteen thirty-nine, to annihilate that psychopath. Wow. Yeah, I think you as a civil is that maybe your the next step in your career becoming a, maybe a civil rights activist? Absolutely, because I would love to stick up for people who were that were in the Holocaust. You know, uh, African American people. I love Native American people as well because you know 
it, it's I just don't like the idea, you know, it's like people have been bullied since the beginning of the time. But I mean, we got to stop things like this from happening. I mean, you know, again, I mean, you no, know, and especially with something like the Holocaust, that's not that's not 800 years ago. That was 70 years ago. That's still close to us. Right, right, right. We're we're a relatively, you know, we we forget that because our country is so young comparatively that something like 70 years is even though it is a long time for the United States, maybe in terms of the world history, it's not very long at all. No, and like I said, you know, like I said, both my grandmother's brothers were World War Two, you know, and I, I just, you know, like I said, those would be my three causes. And and the thing is, we got to stop things like that from happening worldwide. Right. So I then- could never sit back, Spike. I wish I would have been alive in those days because I could never, never let it sit back and see innocent people getting murdered by some psychopath and, and being a world power and, and just let it take that atrocity take place. Oh, I can, I can imagine. So let me ask you this. It's actually, I, th- I think it's really interesting to ask you, given, have you heard much about the the situation in the NFL with this gentleman, Rich Incognito, who, oh, was, yeah. who was bullying his, his teammate? What, I know. What, what do you think of so? How would Tubby Man, if Tubby Man ran into Rich Incognito, how would he handle something like that with two gentlemen that are you know pretty strong and you know? I would try. To, I would try to tell him, look, guys, I know it's the NFL, it's sports, it's you know, you know, uh, that's what you know. You guys, you know, toughen guys up for you know, it's very physical contact sport like hockey is and other sports. And I would try to tell the guy that was getting, I would probably try to tell the guy that was getting bullied, you know, man, maybe they're just having, maybe he's taking it the wrong way. Maybe they're just having, you know, too much fun with him. You know what I mean? And then that's how it happens. And then, but bring the race into it. The other guy really did. That's totally uncalled for. Right. That's a, that's a no, no. That seems to be where, where people are, are saying, you know, this is no longer acceptable. No, no, because like, if it's okay, but some bullying in football, Okay, it happens. You know what I mean. Well, Especially he, in a sport like that. But if he's bringing race into this and you know, all that kind of stuff, that's totally, totally, totally unacceptable. He did also say that he was going to defecate in his mouth. Um, how how oh, do you no. feel about that? <laughs> oh no, I think, he, I think I think somebody should reprimand this guy majorly. Maybe maybe Tubby Man needs to step in. Uh, Tubby Man needs to work out at a gym for like twenty straight years. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Tommy Man would need a crash course on Krav Maga right now. Right. <laughs> so, need Joe Rogan to step in. So <laughs> when does, let me ask you this, when does, when and where can people see the the debut episode of Tubby Man? Oh, cool. It's going to be premiering on a great uh, website network called Blip, B-L-I-P TV. It's going to launch November 11-11, November 11, next Monday. Wow, and and this 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 seems like it could be a pretty big deal for you. Yeah, it is. It is. We actually have a good organization behind us called Bullies Keep Out. I'd be the PSA for them. So we're trying to get more people from like that kind of stuff involved with us. I think the ultimate thing for me to be with this would be for Adam Sandler to take this and make it into a movie. Yeah, I would love to see this, and maybe and you know Adam Sandler loves putting Norm Macdonald in movies. I would love to see Norm Macdonald. Maybe oh god, maybe he could be one of the bullies. Uh, he'd be perfect. I mean, you know, like, and that's the thing, like, see, Sandler, definitely, I mean, I, I know a lot about him from, you know, you know, watching, watching him in movies, and all that, and on A&E Channel. He was bullied when he was young. Who Adam Sandler was? Or... Yeah, I think he was bullied, yeah, because 
I think he's originally from Massachusetts, if I'm not mistaken. I think he, I know he lived in Brooklyn. He may have spent all the time up in New England. But he was bullied, I think, and then, you know, he had it one day, I think. That's what I heard. I remember hearing. But he, he like I said, is the ultimate man child. People love him because he's, he's super, super charming. Well, so speaking of charming, you were able to do a movie recently. You, you starred in a movie called The Family with Robert De Niro. Oh, well, I, was, I didn't listen to Star, but I was writer. I, I, I did a scene with him. He was well, awesome. let's be fair. In any scene that you're in, you're the star. What was it like oh, for God. De Niro being able to work with you, do you think? Oh, God. Oh, God. That's so funny because, but when I seen him on the set, I said this a couple of times, Spike, my heart stopped. When I seen him coming in, I'm like, oh, no, this is. But then we were on the set, and now you know me from the show, and no matter how famous somebody is, I never bothered him. That's my policy. Like, even when I'm on the Audie Lang show, if I'm a fan of theirs, I'm not a fan that day. You know, I'm just trying to keep it professional. Right. Talk to me, that's great, right? So we're on the set. All of a sudden, he starts laughing for some reason. And I start laughing. And you can see he's getting a kick out of me. He goes, hey, man, director better not see us laughing. And, he's, and then we start talking a little bit. He's super nice. Down, very quiet guy. But just like, he's super nice, charming, and he's hilarious. I mean, that's why he's so good in comedy movies. He's a funny, funny guy. De Niro was funny, you think? Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, Al, what was Al the Pacino's, funniest? Like, what did, he, what did he say that was funny? Uh, just the way he was. He was laughing, cracking. I, it was so, like, intense that day. I couldn't repeat the, anything he said. You know what I mean? It's so, like, it was like meeting, you know, I love him forever. And he's, just the way he carries himself, you can see he's a funny guy. And I love Analyze This and Analyze That. Those are one of my favorite movies with him. Yeah, I thought Analyze This was pretty good. I didn't think oh, yeah. Analyze That was that good. But, you know, I, who am I? He's he's Robert De Niro. It feels like he's taken some worse roles as he's gotten older, though. Do you, have you you've noticed that? It seems, I don't know. Maybe, you I know. I think maybe it's just probably the scripts have gotten worse. Showing him. Yeah, well, that's I mean, possible, too. Yeah. But, you know, but the thing about him, though, is like, I know he probably produces a lot of stuff. I mean, he has a film company, Tribeca Films with Jane Rosenthal. Maybe they just produce a lot of stuff, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what do you think, what do you think, tell me, answer me two questions. Sure. What What did you learn from De Niro, and what do you think De Niro learned from you? Well, uh, he learned He learned my name, I hope. <laughs> 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 right. That's great. And then, right. and then with me, with him, I just learned, you know, how cool it is, and, and you know, just to be there with him, but you know, to take everything in stride too. Um, you know, some some people would have been like, "Oh God, I was in a you know with a movie with him," but, but, but they think they're a movie star now. You got to take everything in stride in this because I mean, I know you're in this. If your dad's legendary, he's been around a long time. I know you have yourself. Oh yeah, and I'm sure he tell you himself, just take it in stride. You never know what's going to happen when when things are going to be great. It's, it's like a roller coaster ride, like Seinfeld said. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you just have to, you know, you have to withstand the lows and uh, and keep the highs in perspective. So, absolutely, Spike. If, you, if we win an Oscar tomorrow, you know, that's great. I mean, it's such a wonderful thing to have, but we didn't stop world. We didn't, you know, bring world peace. We didn't cure cancer. We're not, you know what I mean? We just entertain people. We're not like, you know, people think, you know, and the worst thing about this is, especially, you know, as comics and actors and people on radio and everything we do, you can cut up in your own head a lot. 
Yeah, and now do you do you feel that happening to you at all? Do you ever get sort of like a, a big head because of what's no, going on with you? No, no, I, not at all. But what I meant getting caught up in your head was like, you got to remember, you know, we can get super, super self-absorbed in this, not even with your ego, just so involved in this, but you forget this world happening around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to take time and do it and smell the roses because like James Conn said it, I think he goes, he goes, an actor is what I do. It's not who I am. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, and do you think, what, so what, if an actor isn't who you, what defines you? What is the defining characteristic, would you say, of Mike Bichetti? I try to be as, as nice as I can be and get along with everybody on the planet and just enjoy what I'm doing. And I love making people laugh. When you see somebody laugh, that was one of the most fun moments of my life on the show, Spike. We said earlier, when you see how much I laughed, when it was time for me to, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Bait, bait them over there, right? But I, 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 I would, that would be funny if we could really have a cage match with Dan. We're getting ready to fight, and Joe Rogan is a last minute replacement. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, well, let, let's hope he's not listening because then I'll, I, I don't want him to, you know. Come after me. Yeah, no, yeah. You know what? Though? You, if he's going to kick you in the face, I'll jump in front of it. You think? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. If he's going to punch you in the face, I'll say, you know what? Make me a sacrificial lamb. I, I open this can of worms. <laughs> so I want to end the, the podcast by just asking you a few, a few like, sure. just quicker questions, if, if no you're okay with it. Yeah. What, do, what do you think, and I've, I think I've asked you this before, but what do you think is the best kind of cheese? Oh, I like goat cheese. Goat cheese, really? Over American or provolone? Provolone is really good, too. It depends on how it, it's aged, how good it is. Right. What do you think is the best aging, I guess, for provolone? Probably like 10 years or more. Yeah, I think, I think it's at, I think it's at, cheese can be around, I know wine can be around for a long time. Cheese, I don't know the shelf life on it. Um, let me ask you, what do you think is the best kind of meat? Oh, wow, that's a good question. I love beef, generally. Yeah, beef is good, right? Oh, yeah, like beef stew or like a burger. Oh, yeah. yeah. Without the bread now. I've been 13 days without bread or soda, so. Oh, really? Have you lost any any weight yet? I know you've had I got, a... I, I got another scale. I'm going to the scale soon. I've just cut out all bread and all soda. Wow. That Well, that's a big step. I mean, that's a lot of calories, a lot of empty calories right there. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. So, what, what do you think is the best kind of candy? Oh, wow, Spike. Candy. Yeah. I used to love licorice as a kid, uh... Red or, or, or black licorice, or like, but I love chocolate. I'm a huge chocolate head. Oh wow! So what, what's the best chocolate bar? Do you think? Probably, uh, what's your call it? I used to like. Oh, those are good. Those are good. I like the hundred grand bar as well. Oh god! Oh yeah, that just that creamy taste. Oh man. Yeah, and um, what do you think is the very best vegetable? Oh, that's cool. That's a good one. Yeah. I used to hate it, but I started eating it recently. I'm a huge fan of broccoli now. Oh, broccoli. How do you make it? Uh, my mom cooks it, actually. I go uh, out yeah. But I like it, and it, I, you got to get a taste for it. But I, I used to love tomatoes as a kid, or broccoli, or cucumbers, or like just, you know, those are my three favorite. Well, carrots are great when they cook right. I don't like them raw. I like them cooked. Oh, okay. You like the little baby ones or the full-size ones? Uh, full-size, and oh, a lot of people won't like you, but I like lima beans. Really? Or, or sweet peas as well. Yeah, peas, I love peas. peas. I love peas. Peas are great. I haven't had them in a while. So tell me this. What do you think is the best way, the very best way, to prepare potatoes? Oh, wow. Uh, 
probably just put them in, wash them, and then cut them up. And then I don't like them. I like them mashed, actually. Really? And, and yeah. maybe with any sort of little salt and pepper and maybe a little butter on there? Yeah, yeah, definitely some salt and pepper for sure. But, but oh yeah, but I used to like baked potatoes too. They're good. Oh, they're great. Yeah. Now, well, do you prefer do you prefer regular potatoes or sweet potatoes? I don't like sweet potatoes, Mike. A lot of people like them. On the holidays, I'm like I I put put them like on Thanksgiving. I like give them to other people to table. I don't like them really for some reason. Wow. How about that? Um, and I guess that's about it. So to recap, I want to make sure that we mention everything that you have going on. You're going to be at the Deuces Wild Comedy Club tonight on Thursday, and that's at the oh, Valley yeah. Forge Casino. Then on Friday night, you're appearing at the Waterford Room, and that is also the Valley Forge Casino. Do you know who else you're appearing with? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Chip Scooney from America's Got Talent. Oh, wow. How about that? That's a, that's a, and who else? And Pete Michaels. He's the headline. He's like a well-known comedian. He's been on TV a million times, like Showtime with the Apollo. He's he's a great guy as well. Oh wow, that's a that's a it's a good lineup. And is that both uh, nights? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. And then Tubby Man premieres next week. Can you let everyone know where they can find Tubby Man? Sure. You can go to a couple of different things. www.savemetubbyman.com. Uh, that's our website. You can go to billyscheapout.com, and you can also go to Blip, B-L-I-P, TV, 11-11, next Monday it launches. And, and then, I'm just trying to think, and then pretty much it's the Artie Lang Show, which uh, which ret- it's going on now, but you and Artie return on Monday. Oh, and, yeah, I can't wait. And it can be seen on DirecTV, uh, a million different radio stations, and then Sirius XM, and then also you can stream it and podcast it at the Artie Lang Show, at artielangshow.com, right? Spike, absolutely. This is so much fun, man. I'm so... I wish you were coming in again soon. You're, I love work on you. Yeah, you too, man. Well, hopefully I'll, uh, I'll be able to stop in again, and we'll be able to have some more fun. So I'll, I'll probably see you soon. Uh, no, definitely please do. And Dan loves you, right? like I do. He's always saying great stuff about you. That's great. Well, I, I, think, you guys are, I think you guys are great. You and John and Artie and Dan and Shane, you guys are is, got a great team up there. So, so hopefully I'll be able to see you guys soon. And, and definitely good, please do. And, and, and good luck tonight and tomorrow night. And, uh, and I really look forward to seeing Copy Man. Spike, good luck with the Steelers and the Pirates this year. Well, I'm in Philadelphia, so Eagles oh, no. and Phillies. I'm, oh, God, I'm sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> so we, oh, I, I forgot Spike. Oh, no, no. It's all right. Forgot, no, no, they're going to – oh, God, I better stay – I better just go home, go to my room all week after the Yeah, day. yeah, yeah. Well, lay down the towel, maybe grab a turkey sandwich and, uh, and relax. <laughs> Thank you. All right, buddy. Thanks. Take care. It's great to talk to you. Thanks, Mike.